Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we we have a lot to talk about because Iran just announced breaking news that they're offering $80 million, $80 million for Trump's head. You know, that is insane. You can't, you know, I don't care if you like our president, you don't like our president. It doesn't matter. You know, you cannot allow another country to threaten you know the sovereignty of the united states of america and we have to protect our president we have to protect you know everything that this country stands for whether you like this person or not you got to respect the office also got some breaking news out of uh the city of austin the city of austin has decided to attack gun owners if you're a licensed to carry handgun holder the city of austin has said you know what they don't care what happened in, uh, with the district court in January 2019 that the district court decided that the city of Austin has to allow license holders to be able to carry a handgun inside uh, City Hall and also other city prop- properties. What they decided to do was they decided to send me a Christmas note uh, with Happy New Year and Merry Christmas on it. I got a little email says, Michael Cargill, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And they, they are appealing the case to the Third Court of Appeals. <laughs> yes, I got that. Which is fantastic since we lost that entire court in the last election because of the Beto effect. Yeah, so that's what, that's what they're banking on. They're banking on winning in the Third Court of Appeals. That's why it's important to vote, especially for your judges. A friendly reminder that in November, we do not have straight ticket voting So if you're not used to voting to the bottom of your ballot, you're going to have to start practicing. Best time to start practicing is in March for the GOP primary. Yeah, so the city of Austin, if you did not hear me, the city of Austin has decided to appeal the case that we sent to district court. Uh, And basically, here's what happened. Back in 2015, if you don't know, back in 2015, I filed a complaint with the Texas Attorney General's office uh, that the city of Austin was not um, allowing license holders to be able to carry a handgun inside City Hall and other city properties. So they were actually posting a $30.06 sign. And so I went to City Hall to try to carry my handgun with a license. I was denied entry. And so I filed a complaint with the Texas Attorney General's office. The Attorney General agreed with me and said, hey, City of Austin is violating the law. You need to allow license holders to carry. And so the City of Austin decided to take their sign down. 
Then uh, we went back. Someone's got that phone out. And then we went back, and I went back again, and the city of Austin agreed to take the sign down, but then they gave me verbal notice. And so they said, hey, here's verbal notice. You cannot carry your handgun in City Hall, and we're going to give you verbal notice. We're not going to post a sign. So then I went back to the AG's office. I filed another complaint. The AG agreed with me. The city of Austin, you know what? You cannot give uh, Michael Cargill verbal notice either. You need to allow him to carry inside City Hall with a license. And so they said they're not going to do that. And so then the attorney general, Ken Paxton, filed a lawsuit against the city of Austin. That case went to court in January 2019, and then we won in district court. I actually had to sit on the stands for about an hour, a little over an hour, getting questioned back and forth between both sides. And then the judge ruled that, hey, city of Austin, you need to allow license holders to carry inside city hall. And so city of Austin complied, and I was able to carry that day that that ruling came down. Now, almost a year later, the city of Austin filed an appeal in the third court of appeals. They're wasting your money. They're saying, you know what? We don't care how much it costs. We don't care what happens. Instead of focusing on the homeless situation, instead of focusing on traffic, you know, we're going to make sure license holders, the most law-abiding people that we have in the state of Texas, cannot exercise their rights. Instead of focusing on, you know, those things, they want to focus on immigration, people that are in the country illegally, and giving them rights that they should not have. Instead of doing that, they want to focus on law-abiding citizens in Texas and deny them the right from being able to carry a handgun with a license inside uh, city property or city hall. And so they're appealing to the third court of appeals, and we lost a lot of seats on that court. We only have two conservative judges on that court, and it's Chief Justice Jeff Rose and Melissa Goodwin, both of which are up for election in November. So if people do not get to the polls and vote all the way down to the bottom of the ballot, we will have completely lost the third court of appeals. And I was actually in shock. I was surprised the fact that we actually won this case in district court. I actually anticipated us losing in district court and winning, you know, in third court of appeals. But now... You know, we'll see what happens. You know, we won in district. So now we go to the third court of appeals and we'll see what happens there. And then if, you know, if we don't get our way, we will continue on to the Texas Supreme Court. And I know we will prevail there without a doubt. But so in the end, you know, we're not going to give up this fight. We're going to make sure that the city of Austin will comply and they will do what they're supposed to do. Because, you know what, if we don't comply with the law, then we go to jail. It's now time for the city of Austin and other cities around this state to comply with Texas law. Now, I digress. Now, let's go on to, man, what's going on? We have uh, this church shooting in White Settlement. You know, the media is actually completely getting this church shooting wrong. They're getting uh, the law wrong and how everything played out. So let's go back. Let's go back to 1995. Back in 1995, when we first got our concealed handgun license law in the state of Texas, it, the, the way the law was written, license holders could not carry inside of a church. You know, it didn't matter if they had a sign or what, you just could not carry at all inside of a church. Then what happened was in 1997, thanks to Jerry Patterson, he actually submitted an amendment on the floor 
And he slipped that amendment in without anyone paying attention. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't read it. They were busy talking about other things. And they all voted on it and passed this amendment. And in this amendment in 1997, it said that, hey, if you're a licensed holder, you'll be able to carry inside of a church as long as they do not post a sign, a 30.06 sign, or they don't tell you verbally. And so in 1997, we were allowed licensed holders to carry inside of a church as long as verbal notice or sign was not posted. Now, let's speed forward. So let's speed forward to, you know, uh, 2019, and you have a a state senator, which is, uh, what's her name? Senator uh, Campbell, I believe it is, Donna Campbell. Right. She sponsored a bill, Senate Bill 535. And in that bill, everyone's, you know, thanking Senator Donna Campbell for this bill. But see, the problem is your states, your some of your state reps, your state senators have no knowledge whatsoever of what our gun laws are. They don't read this stuff. Their staff members are the ones that are doing some of this stuff, and they really are not in tune with what's really happening. So Donna Campbell was under the impression that her bill was actually doing something for for Texas when it really did not do anything. Because back in 1997, thanks to Jerry Patterson, he's the one that actually gave license holders, you know, he slipped that amendment in to give license holders the ability to carry a handgun with a license inside churches. Well, Donna's, Donna Campbell's bill, Senate Bill 535, what it does is it basically said, hey, you already can carry, you know, in churches now. And we're just going to make sure that you know that you can carry in churches now. That's all that bill did. Someone else came along that same year and they said, hey, here's what we're going to do. If you're a private business, you know, in that private business and you can post a sign or you can tell someone verbally they cannot carry. But that private business, what's going to happen is we're going to change that sign and we're going to say, hey, when a person walks into your business, you know, there's let's say a sign is posted, a 30.06 sign is posted. You can't conceal carry. You can't open the carry. But you don't see the sign. You don't notice it. And it's a private business. They said, hey, here's what, what's gonna, what has to happen. They'll have to give you verbal notice. And if you leave, there's no punishment. You refuse to leave. And then it's a class A misdemeanor. This, uh, and, and you lose your license for seven years. We come back. I'm going to expand on that. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Brian Kilmeade Show, Monday at 8 a.m. on Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back and we're talking about this breaking news out of Iran who offers $80 million for President Trump's head. That's your president, the president of the United States. A foreign country has offered $80 million for your president. They also called him a terrorist in a suit. Yeah? Well, I tell you what. I think he needs to fire back. I I need a couple more missiles to fire off. I'm a warmonger. That's who I am. Fire some mouth missiles right right. now. That's right. Let him him go. Give me some tweets, President Trump. All right. So, and then also we're talking about, (laughs) we're talking about the church shooting in White Settlement up in North Texas out of Fort Worth there, outside of Fort Worth. We're talking about church carry and how this all played out. So I went back, I'm going to do a recap. Back in 1995, uh, no one could carry a handgun inside of a church. That's how the bill was laid out. That's how the concealed carry uh, came out initially in 1995. In 1997, thanks to Jerry Patterson, who submitted an amendment on the floor that said, hey, this amendment, uh, as a license holder, you'll be able to carry inside of a church unless the church posts a 30.06 sign or unless they tell you verbally, then you would not be able to carry. But if no signs posted, verbal notice is not given, License holders will be able to carry inside of a church. That was in 1997. Now, speed forward to 2019 on September the 1st, uh, Senator Donna Campbell's bill, Senate Bill 535, went into effect. And a lot of people in the media are praising Senator Donna Campbell when, in fact, her bill did nothing whatsoever. Uh, Basically, that bill said, hey, you can already carry your handgun inside of a church with a license you know, ever since 1997. And we just want you to know that you can carry your handgun inside of a church with a license. That's all that bill did do. So then another bill came out in sept- on September 1st, 2019 that went into effect that said that, hey, now that if you're a private business and that private business decides that, you know, well, let's say they have a sign posted. There's a 30.06 and 07, 07 sign posted. You can't conceal carry. You can't overly carry your handgun with a license. What you can now do is um, you walk in, you don't see the sign. We don't notice it at all. Then they will have to give you verbal notice. You have to leave. Or you, if you don't leave, it's criminal trespass. You leave and come back, it's criminal trespass. That's a class A misdemeanor up to one year in jail. You lose your license for seven years. That was a totally separate bill that came out. What was in addition to Donna Campbell's bill was she said that, hey, in that bill, Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to make churches a private business like other businesses. And since a church is a private business like any other business, if you don't notice the sign, you're a license holder and you carry inside the church, they have to give you verbal notice. You leave, no punishment. You refuse to leave, class A misdemeanor. Uh, You leave and come back, class A misdemeanor. You lose your license for seven years. Now, the big bill that actually affected churches the most and that's going to be Senate Bill 2065. That's 2065 back in September the 1st, 2017. That went into effect from Senator Hancock. That bill was the key. 
in that bill, it said, hey, churches now, as of September the 1st, 2017, churches do not have to become a security company if they want to provide security for their church. You don't have to hire a company. You don't have to become a security company. You don't have to get a letter of authority from the Texas Department of Public Safety. All you have to do is just get a license to carry handgun. You can have your church security, and there's no extra fee. There's not a, a lot of money you have to put out to do this. Now churches will be able to protect themselves by having church security with just a license to carry handgun inside the church, and that was the bill that affected churches the most. That is Senate Bill 2065 by State Senator Hancock that went into effect on September the 1st, 2017. So media, let's get it right. Okay, if you're going to talk about church security, you're going to talk about the uh, the way uh, the law has actually laid out in this state. Let's get it right. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So another business that's not a church would have to hire security officers in a security company if they want to have any other any other business that wants to have security will have to hire a security company or become a security company themselves or get a letter of authority from the Texas Department of Public Safety. That is correct. But if you're a church, you don't have to do that as of September 1st, 2017. Yeah, good thing they had those guys working security there that day. Thank God. Absolutely. That would have been so much worse. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about what happened on, on that Sunday? I mean, I, I actually started to run over here to the radio station and, and, and do a show when I saw you know all that stuff laying out. It all happened so quick. It like was. within five seconds, five or six seconds. Not enough time for a police started, to respond. Finished. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? It would have been done faster, but the guy had a lot of trigger discipline. He didn't want to shoot anybody else that was in the church. And so it would have been done faster. It's just he made sure he, this is just a regular dude. It's not like someone that's a police officer or in the military or anything. He's just, and he'd been doing it for about a year and a half, um, always training or whatnot, uh, hoping that it never happens. But he had a lot of trigger discipline, didn't shoot anybody. One shot, that's all it took. What do you think about that, Felicia? I think that he did exactly what all um, responsible gun owners should do, but you carry and you take responsibility for your safety and you stop relying on the government to make sure that you're not killed at the hands of someone with obvious mental issues. Yeah, and and what was was amazing to me is you had people coming out posting things like uh, the... the, um, the instructor that was inside the church that stopped the shooting, they were actually pointing to him as the bad guy for some reason. I was actually shocked by that, you know, saying that, you know, they knew this guy had a problem, you know, the bad guy. And instead of helping the bad guy, you know, they killed the bad guy. How can you fix your mouth to say something like that? Evil showed itself. I saw all of that on social media, and there's been a lot of conjecture about how the church had originally reached out to him and tried to assist him in one way or another but it wasn't the way in which he wanted to be assisted, a.k.a. he wanted money and not food and work. Right. Um, and so he was retaliating, and that's why he was at the church that day. I don't know if anyone there has actually confirmed it. But the thing the thing is, is, like, that doesn't matter. He came in. He killed someone. And then one of the churchgoers handled the situation and protected those churchgoers from more death. And that's, the, that's all that matters. With a matter of seconds. Matter yeah. of seconds. Anything else is no longer relevant to the com- to the conversation. Doesn't matter if he was homeless. Doesn't matter what was going on in his life. He went into a church. He killed someone. Period. End of discussion. And then that instructor handled the situation. You know what that reminds me of? 
What that is- quote from American Sniper that Chris Kyle's dad says mm-hmm. to him at the beginning of the movie when they're at the oh. dinner table when he's a kid. The dad basically says there are three types of people in this world, sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Mm. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world, and if it ever darkened their doorstep, they wouldn't know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. Then you've got predators who use violence to prey on the weak. They're the wolves. And then there are those blessed with the gift of aggression, an overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed who live to confront the wolf. Mm. They are the sheepdog. And this guy was definitely the sheepdog. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, if you react that quickly, that well in the situation, I mean, God bless that man. And and honestly, it's either fight or flight. You know, either you're going to stand there and get shot or you're going to pull your, you know, handgun out and, and try to survive. You know, that's what it's all about. And let's, you know, let's be for a little bit to Austin, you know, here in Austin, Texas, we've, we've had our first murder of the year. And it was a result, a direct result of Mayor Adler's homeless policy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first murder of the year is a direct result of Mayor Adler's homeless policy. So basically what I'm talking about is this uh, shooting that we, I'm sorry, stabbing, this mass stabbing that we had in Austin on Friday, the suspect in what authorities are calling a random stabbing attack that left one man dead Friday is homeless. And Austin police said Saturday police uh, basically said that they would not give the names of the suspect in custody and the victim or others injured in the attack until Monday. Well, I tell you what, the the victim who was killed in this shooting was actually the manager, I believe, mm-hmm. of Freebirds. Freebirds. Yeah, the yeah. guy started out in the coffee shop over there on Riverside and Congress. Uh, there was altercation with him there. I think he hit somebody yeah, he in the back man. of the head or something. Yeah. yeah, he punched him. Yeah, then two other people tried to take him down. They were unsuccessful. He ended up running out. And he went to Freebirds, and that's where he started going nuts. And, I mean, this is just insane. And then he jumped off the building, though, too. Yeah, then he jumped off the building. Yeah. Well, I guess when police showed up, they were holding this guy down at uh, one location, at one restaurant, one business. And then as soon as police arrived, finally... Uh, he got up and somehow he got loose and ran to another business and then went to the top of the building and jumped off after stabbing the two people. Wow. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 this is insane. Unless we get a grip on this, unless we get a handle on this, we have some, we got to have some rules. Unfortunately, you know, whether you like it or not, there's got to be rules. There got to be laws that we hold people to. And, you know, as a society, and say, hey, if you don't, you know, adhere to these laws, these rules, then, you know, we're going to punish you as society. You know, and, and there's a price to pay for that. You know, everyone deserves to, you know, we deserve to be able to go out and sit down in a restaurant and have a great time, you know, and, and enjoy ourselves. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your next chance at $1,000 with a big cash bribe is tomorrow at 803 on Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about, man, this breaking news out of Iran, who offers $80 million for Trump's head. What do you guys think about that? $80 million. Is that enough? That's a lot of money. That's a lot? That's a lot Someone of money. Someone says it's not enough. I think they're pushing the buttons of the wrong man. They really are. <laughs> That's probably tax-free money, too, right? You yeah. would think. Pushing, pushing the buttons of the wrong man, the man that said he has the, the big button on his desk. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I like the fact that, you know, after everyone criticized him for doing that uh, that first, uh, you know, drone strike uh, against the general, they turned around and did another one. Yeah, <laughs> I like I that. Know. It was like, and another one. I think you should do one more. You know, you know don't wake, don't wake the sleeping dragon. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't wake us up there. All right, so. Not only that, also we're talking about the city of Austin. In fact, that the, you know, the Austin, Texas first murder of the year was a result of Mayor Adler's homeless policy. You got to let that sink in a little bit. Did you you see Abbott's tweet um, where he said, I bet you we're going to find out this is a homeless person. And Adler responded saying something like um, Abbott's uh, saying every homeless person is a criminal and making himself sound to be a saint. And then sure enough, it ends up being a homeless person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and then, oh, man, I t- I, you know, I, just, I don't know. You know, I really don't. Yeah. We've got to change our policy. We've got to change, you know, how we're handling this situation, this lawlessness you know, in the city. You know, it's like a you know, day after day after day, we're running into these situations where, you know, if it's not the intersection of Congress and Ben White, you know, it's on Congress, South Congress. There's, you know, a stabbing here, you know, there's this going on and it's just getting, it's really just getting crazy, you know, in this city. Um, and we, you know, we really got to change our policy and do something about it. We got to have some rules or something like that to say, hey, it's, this is not acceptable. I, here, what I think is the problem is that just like with many different things in the world, gun ownership, you, everything, you have one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. What happened when they changed the policy? Um and loosened laws for these homeless people. There's a small, a lot of them, yes, we feel for them. They, they've they gotten on hard luck. Various things have happened. But then you have that small segment of the population that are just violent. Mm. They're violent, drug-addicted, homeless people. And that policy loosening emboldened them. And so now 
it's it's made everything worse. And then people like Adler want to say things like, oh, not all homeless people are criminals. We recognize that, Adler. We really do. But by making things so loose on the whole homeless population in total, you've made it worse for all the law-abiding citizens. So you're going to have to be harder on all the homeless people to get this cleaned up. It's not because we hate homeless people. It's because of that small segment of them that are just taking advantage of a situation where they can run amok now. So you think it's just a couple of them that give all of them a bad name? Not a couple, but I don't a think small it's, percentage. it's a small percentage. Like what percentage? I don't would you know guess? the percentage. Five like percent? I don't know. You're talking I, like I don't, half of them? I don't know, but I know that I live downtown, and I'm not saying they're all good. I'm, but I'm not going to sit here and say they're all bad either. Yeah. I think that the loosening of the laws has encouraged more of the violent ones to move in here as well. And so now it's going to start increasing in, in, in numbers because they feel emboldened. Hey, let's go to Austin because we can just do whatever we want there now. So he's he's exacerbated the problem is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm But I'm just trying to clarify that by us saying that, we're not saying all homeless people are bad. Some of them truly have had a bad situation. They got sick. They They lost a job, things like that. They don't know how to get back on their feet. Somebody needs to assist them. What I'm saying is his loosening of the laws has exacerbated the problem. Yeah, it didn't make it any better. Made it worse by far. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm Janai for state representative. I'm telling you right now, you need to run for office. <laughs> I am running for office. I've already filed. It is official. I'm running for House District 49, downtown Austin. And see, that's what we need right there. I need you at I the Capitol. I will clean that up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. At the Capitol, you know, and, and standing up for us and letting them know, hey, you know what? This is unacceptable. That's what I'm talking about. You know, tell them what you want to do, Janai. What do I want to do? I want to do lots of stuff. But yeah, I live downtown. Trust me, I know the homeless problem. There's there's many things we can do. I feel for these people, but but not having laws and and allowing the the law abiding citizens to suffer um, for a a few small percentage of the population that are homeless is not the answer to the problem. We need to help them for sure, but not at the detriment of the rest of the law abiding citizens that are going to work every day and doing what they need to do to have a good life. There's other ways. All Adler has done is kicked the can down the road. That's mm. all he's done. He hasn't fixed it. He's just done nothing but kick the can down the road. Put them all on the street. Let them run amok. That's not fixing the problem. That's not care. If I was homeless and someone said I could go from an alley to a sidewalk, I would literally look at them and ask them if they were nuts. That's not helping me. Yeah, and I like how he twists words around a little bit because uh, uh, Mayor Adler said earlier this week that res- and when he responded to this incident that happened on Friday – at the coffee shop on Congress where a manager was murdered, stabbed to death inside of his restaurant. He said that to suggest that people experiencing homelessness are criminals is just wrong. Uh, It's like saying that immigrants are rapists. It's just not true. And beyond that, it's a harmful thing to suggest. And when people demonize people experiencing homelessness, we all suffer, according to what Adler said. That says, yeah, that was his response to Abbott. Yeah. And... I mean, what, Zach? Uh, it's kind of like a demographic almost, you know? He could, uh... you know. You know, I'm kind of stuck on you right now because, you know, I, all I think about is this, you know, that TV show that I've been watching. Yeah, yeah, you told me about it. You, 
I'm telling you right now. I was watching you. I was hooked on you because, uh, you know, since I've been sick, you know, I've been staying at home, you know, kind of low key a little bit, not going to work, you know, working from the house or whatever. And I was watching the series You. And if you guys haven't seen this series, it's called You, Y-O-U. And I'm telling you, it's a great series. And, man, when I was watching that series, that guy, the main character, he so reminded me of Zach. You know what, guys? You know, give me a call and tell me about this. Our call in number is 512-543-2284. If you've seen that series, you, just think about it. And think about Zach. I do have a, a dungeon, okay? Oh, oh I believe cage. Yeah. Oh, you have a cage? Mm-hmm. My oh, basement. I, you, have, you have your basement? Mm-hmm. What are you doing that in there? Yeah. I had do? to go through a bunch of limestone to get that <laughs> see, thing built. And see, because yeah. when I talk to you, every time when I talk to you, and you're, you know, we're having a conversation, and then there are times you don't say anything. I, I swear, I think that you're saying something in the back of your head. You know, <laughs> you're saying it <laughs> in your a head, a whole conversation, on, huh? you know, before it comes out of your mouth, and then you say something totally different than what you're really thinking, and that's what reminds you know of you of that you know of that that character. Yeah, it's actually based on my life. It, I, that show. You know what's what? in your basement? Don't worry Bodies. about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Was it a red room? That's all, and that's all I can think about right now. Every time I, I, I'm looking at you mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, man, this you remind me of that character you. Right, Felicia? I mean, come on. Help me out a little bit. Felicia had a different opinion. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, call-in number is 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Come and talk it. Yeah, regardless of who it reminds you of, it's guys like him... Guys like Joe. That's why I carry. Was that his name, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> he goes by Joe and something else. Joe in the first season is his real name, but then he has an alias in the second season and he goes by Will. Yeah, that's it. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Also the real start MVP. With a clean slate sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he held Will like hostage, like in his glass cage. And it's where, it's a whole thing. You guys just need to watch. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta see it. It's, and then you need to go to um, Central Texas Gunworks and get your license to carry. <laughs> because while this is fiction, there are crazy people out there. And it's not limited to men. No, it's not. No, it's not. Really? What there's some saying? there's some crazy women out there. Is that what you're saying? I'm just uh, saying Zach? statistically, it, it's got to be true, right? Zach said there's some crazy women out there. Really, uh, Zach? Hey, that's just not the ones what that I said. date him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you say, Zach? I just said that there's, uh, you know, people other than men that are crazy. As well. <laughs> so men need to carry. Are you also. saying, Zach? Are you saying you come across some crazy women? I'm just saying it's not just women that need to carry. <laughs> yes, all responsible gun owners. Yes, okay. responsible carry. gun owners of any of the 85 genders. Our call but in also number, mostly women. Our call in number is five one two five four three two two eight four. Because Zach said, hey, he needs to carry because there's some crazy women out there. That's not what I said. <laughs> Do you need a hashtag me too moment right now? Or hashtag him, are you good? Him too. Okay. <laughs> hashtag him too. Oh, man. All right. So what else is going on out there, Zach? There's some other stuff that's happening uh, that's popped off this week, you know, around the country outside of, you know, everything that's going on in Iran. Everyone thinks that we're, World War Three is, uh, you know, we're headed for World War Three. Yeah, that's the big thing, you know. Also, uh, an even bigger news than Iran, uh, Patriots are out. Yes. New England. What about Thank them? goodness. <laughs> oh, they're not, not going to be in the Super Bowl? in OT yesterday. <laughs> oh. Patriots, was out. Patriots are out. The mm-hmm. Saints lost today, so that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. But they lost in, like, 
Oh, I'm, I mean, I, you know, I'm actually happy about the Saints losing. Get out. I was actually in a. Why are you hating? I was in this bar. I was in a Black Sheep Lodge during the game. I was watching the game at Black Sheep Lodge. And by the way, the manager came up to me and said, hey, um, excuse me, uh, a couple of the employees said that you, you might be carrying your gun. I said, I said, I just looked at him. He goes, is that holster empty? I just looked at him. He looked. He goes, oh, it's empty. And, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead and finish your meal. And I didn't say anything. So, if you have not, to he, ask if a holster is empty, you have a whole nother skew of problems we don't have time to touch on today. He literally had a conversation by himself. At no time did I answer or say anything. He, he actually asked and answered the question all by himself. I just I just looked because <laughs> you're you know because I'm thinking idiot you're looking at an empty holster. <laughs> Sorry, he's not an idiot. He's actually a nice guy, but you know that's just what I was thinking. But no, he was actually super nice about it. You it think was it was because situation. you're black? No, 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 no. You know they just they, <laughs> no, 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 no. That doesn't think anything about me being black. That's it's just the fact joke. that they saw a holster. And they, you know, and, and people do do that. They see a holster and they just assume, they just assume that they, there's a gun inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so what else is going on, Zach? Oh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, more anti-Semitic incidents in New York City. Man, I had this. Okay. Oh, man, I hope you don't, I hope you're not listening to the show. I had this lady in class and... You know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there teaching, oh teaching my LTC class. And I've only done a very few of them in the last two months because, you know, I was kind of sick or whatever. So this one class that I did, and uh, this lady said, you know, well, if there's some white nationalists, and this was a, she was a white female, older female. She said, if there's some white nationalists, and, and I'm in fear of losing my life, can I shoot him? Oh, and I'm just looking at her, and I'm thinking, you know, What? <laughs> you talking about you know it's like where are people getting this from you know what's what's going on she sounds excited to shoot somebody yeah yeah, yeah yeah and 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 she asked the question like three or four times she continued to you know to ask about white nationalists white national. yeah like white nationalists you know she said it like three or four times and i'm just like i i just i was just in shock you know all right so we're talking about current events talking about city of austin we're talking about mayor adler we're talking about the homeless situation we're talking about donald trump has a bounty in his head for 80 million dollars this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk it yo what's going on guys it's chat jones here and i get my gun news from michael cargill on come and talk it We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about Iran and the fact that they're offering $80 million for Trump's head. But you know what? President Trump tweeted back. What do you think he said? Something great. Some gold. Something wonderful. (laughs) President Trump said, you know what? These media posts will serve as notification to the United States Congress that should Iran strike any U.S. person or target, the United States will quickly and fully strike back and perhaps in a disproportionate manner. In other words, he's not saying, you know what? You hit me and then I'll hit you back in the same (laughs) manner which you hit me back. No, you know what? I'm going to hit you back 10 times fold and I'm going to punish you and make you regret hitting me the first time. And then he says, such legal notice is not required, but is given nevertheless. And he also tweeted a little earlier than that. He said, the United States just spent $2 trillion on military equipment. We are the biggest and, the, and by far the best in the world. If Iran attacks an American base or any American, we will be sending some of that brand new beautiful equipment their way. And without hesitation. <laughs> That's straight gangster right there. I'm just telling that you. Is. That <laughs> I'm just, is. Let uh, me tell you. Straight gangster right there. What do you think about that? Good. I mean, if we're now you're get... a libertarian, are you sure? Hey, if we're gonna get into a conflict, <laughs> come on. Let me bring out that libertarian quick. in you. You know, really? Yeah. Don't don't. He's a warmonger. <laughs> come on. He. This is this is crazy. No, it's good. If if someone's going to to mess with you, you end that as quickly as possible. You don't just. Send out a couple troops, you know, a few thousand troops. No, you finish that threat and you end it immediately, as quickly and efficiently as possible. Okay. So, yeah, disproportionate manner. I'm all for that. Okay. And these guys are all bullies. I said you have to hit bullies hard. Mm. Don't let them think, oh, he'll play a little bit with us. No, you let them know. You do that once, you're not going to be yeah. happy with the consequences. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Felicia? I'm going to be real. I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. When we start talking about war, I think it's such a waste of tax dollars and American lives. To the gentleman that calls from Waco and Fort Worth, she was texting and not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was on Twitter. um, And yeah, I mean, I don't think America can afford another war. I think that we need to focus on us. Yes, handle the situation that happens um, overseas, but we shouldn't be looking for an altercation right like we shouldn't be looking for something because some they attacked sovereign soil they attacked the embassy i god and i can't believe i'm about to say this and i do not completely disagree with the way that trump handled the situation i think that was wishy-washy enough for when i run for office 20 years right um but i don't think that we should be out looking for a conflict we have too much going on here um, we need to focus on us for once, I think. So you don't think we have enough money, Felicia? You know we can just print $100 bills by the pallet, right? We're $22 trillion <laughs> in debt. I wish people would get us ticked off about the fact that we're $22 trillion in debt. And every second, it's another $150 million. Every second. That's fast. $150 million. $150 million. $150 million. That's our money. That's your kids' money. That's your grandkids' money. That's their grandkids' money. Stop looking for fights. Get your crap together and focus on America. You're saying that the U.S. economy is a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> Here we mm. go. 
<laughs> That's a straw man argument. Um, I think the economy is actually doing really well. We have very low unemployment right now, but the spending of governments on every level, city, state, and federal is high. It's you, a bit excessive, huh? A bit. To say the least, it's a bit excessive, yes. Yeah. Donald Rutledge says that uh, it's over $23 trillion in debt that oh. we are. I mean, I would assume that Donald is more intelligent than me, so he may have an updated number. Now, what about the draft? Because Donald says, hey, I think we should have a draft and thin out the population. Just thin the herd. I well, love you, Donald, but you're a little bit of a statist. <laughs> but I mean that with all the love in my heart. There have been a lot of Google searches for basically the draft, selective service, oh. conscription. So people are getting scared. They're like, They're oh, yeah. oh the I may website. have to serve in the military. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Tim Kennedy did a post on that the other day. And you know what? That. I think it should be a little equal. Because right now, the draft is all about men. You know what? I think we should put the women in that. What do you think? Is that what you think, Mike? <laughs> That's what I think. You, you want think women that? to go to Iran That's and right. Iraq? We need, and things me? need to be a little equal, a little level. Let's oh level the playing field a little bit. Are we going to have a draft? Let's go ahead and throw the women in there. Well, yeah. I mean, the men need to eat, right? Yeah. Oh everybody. Women, <laughs> women, men, LGBTQ, and all the other LMNPs, whatever they want to throw in there. <laughs> Just everyone needs the to be in the draft. alphabet people. Yeah, just throw the alphabet in there. Everyone needs to be in the draft. What do you think? I think everyone that went to the Area 51 raid would be amazing for this. And don't call me. I don't send me any messages. Don't write a letter to me telling me how much you hate me because I just said that. Because <laughs> I'm not going to read it. I only read the good stuff. Yeah, you just got a, a I get glowing a, review. I get a lot. You? I got a lot of letters. A lot of great letters. You got a, basically a... Uh... A very nice letter recently, didn't you? I got a bunch, actually, uh, handwritten letters. I mean, to the shop, and it's. I'm, I'm really grateful by the. By the way, I actually I do read them all, and I'm, I swear I'm going to try. If you send me a return address, a lot of them come without a return address. You send me a return address, I will write write you a letter right back. I promise you that. No return address on yeah, the letter, huh? Yeah, a lot of them come without a return address. Kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, they got those. No, 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 no. It's it's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good information. Uh, I get. We get a lot of clippings, uh, a lot of news clippings that are very good and very insightful, and I learn from them. So I'm, I'm actually don't stop, keep sending them because I actually do get a chance to you know read them and educate myself about what's going on out there because a lot of things that are happening that we don't catch, and I get them. You know, people will cut out news clip- clippings and actually mail them to us. I actually do read those. You and go. you get news clippings. A lot. But you're not sure where they come from exactly. No, I, I'm not getting a return uh, address. And I, I really wish I would, you know, because I like to thank whoever that is because you're, yeah. you're you're doing a great service. I really appreciate it. You're like the – you're the eyes on the ground, and you're actually, you know, giving us a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. What do you think about your, you know, sitting in your side of the studio here? Go ahead, lean forward. He's like, oh, no, I don't I think it's see. great. <laughs> what do you think about guns? Like I said earlier, uh, my opinion has changed. A lot since I moved to Texas, uh-huh. so I. I'm not Where sure. are you from? I'm from Maryland. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Grew yeah. up in Maryland. What went part? To high school in DC area, uh, Bethesda area. Okay. Baltimore. Bethesda. I lived in Oxon Hill. Very, okay. When I was very. Well, I think that's like Baltimore County. So I grew up closer to DC. Yeah. No, Oxon Hill's right by DC. So you. So you were get your handgun license, start carrying a gun now, huh? Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I do like shooting guns. I will tell you that. Okay. But I'll leave it there. Okay. We're, we're, okay, we'll dig into it a little more. There's there's something there. There's a story there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to dig a little more. We'll dig in off air once we had a 
couple of shots. We'll report back. <laughs> yeah, we'll, re- we'll report back to you guys on that I feel one. like it'll be a little bit of a debate. Yeah, a big debate. <laughs> he's he's going to be like uh, our, our, our guest last year. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Felicia's frowning. I don't like that dude. <laughs> yeah. That what's his hat? name? Christopher? About? I don't know. But that's not his like real name. Yeah. He gave us like a fake name. Yeah, I tell you and his... then he yelled at me that one time at the bar. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you his real name, but yeah, that guy. I really could not care less about him or yeah. his real name. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a dick. Yeah, he doesn't like guns unless it's like American Revolution style. And I was like, cool, your cops can carry muskets. Let's see how that works out <laughs> for you. <laughs> Oh man! Hang on, I gotta pack the powder. Oh, you've already been stabbed. <laughs> Maybe next time, homie. By a we got you next time. By the homeless guy. You've been stabbed by the homeless. Twenty twenty, the year of thanks, Adler. Uh, the time unreal. of thanks, Obama has 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 passed. It, it's funny, you know, the fact that you know they're spending so much energy and and this time on this home this homeless situation and you know all the things that they're doing and then they turn around you know with the same breath and say you know what you're the good guy and you're the good guy with the gun we're going to try to punish you and keep you from being able to protect yourself you know in these places i i think that's actually pretty hilarious the fact that the city of austin's they actually filed a an appeal in the third court you know to stop license holders from carrying inside city hall and they waited to almost a year after the ruling to file this appeal uh, that's that's amazing to me and what are they so worried about? I, I, I think it's just spite. I think they're gambling that the fact that they're hoping that maybe Judge Rose or the other judge on that court uh, lose their seat and they can get another footing and maybe they can get another chance at it at the third court. You know, but I don't I don't think it's likely because, you know, we're we're very good about the law and how it's written here in Texas. And I'm very confident in the in the way it's written. And so I'm pretty confident that they're going to lose that case, even if it's all liberal judges. You know, the, the, the judge that was actually on the district court side was a liberal judge and decided against the city of Austin. Very liberal, as a matter of fact. And the judge said, hey, you know, license holders should be able to carry a handgun inside city hall. So very liberal judge. So I, I have no doubts whatsoever that, they, that we're going to win this case, even at the third court of appeals. But, you know, stay tuned. You know, we're going to break this story open and get some of these other media outlets to talk about this appeal. Also get some of the other media outlets to talk about the fact that license holders could carry inside a church with a handgun license ever since 1997. Um, you know, unless there's a sign posted, 3rd dot 607 sign, or unless you receive verbal notice. And now, as of September 1st, 2019, license holders, you know, the way it works is, hey, if you go into a place... Uh, basically, the way it works, you go into a place that you don't notice a sign. As long as it's not a bar, as long as it's not 51 percent, as long as it's not a high school event, college event, sporting event, anything like that. As long as it's not a correction facility, as long as it's not an amusement park, um, as long as it's not you know those places there, then you'll be able to carry. If you don't, you don't notice a sign, they have to give you verbal notice. It's always more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Listen, come and talk it with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 